Hello, welcome to episode 17 of Movie Day. I'm your host, Stacy. And I'm your host, David. And you're listening to the Movie Day podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you so much. Yeah. How are you doing, Stacey? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Today's my day off and I've just been, you know, doing my thing, hanging out with you. It's been a nice day. Enjoying it. You we know, had a movie date. That's always another a good movie day. Date. It was a lot of fun. It you was. Know. What about uh, you? Uh, you know. <laughs> you okay? Doing good. <laughs> Living the dream like we said last time. Yeah. Or maybe the time before last. So you but... all know what he truly means. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so what have you been up to lately? I have been doing nothing. I have a lot of time off from work, so I like... Have you thrown up. yourself into any movies or any television shows lately? Okay, so yes. What? Tell me. I watched the entirety of season two of Shrill. Of Shrill? Yeah. That's with... A.D. Bryant. A.D. Bryant, yeah. She was on Watch What Happens Live the other night. Yeah, yeah. and she she's from SNL. Yes. Um... I loved it. I don't know if I loved it as much as the first season, but I loved it. Wait, so I haven't seen Shrill, so can you give me like just like a quick little synopsis of what it's about? Yes, it's about, it's based off a novel, a true story Okay. Um, of this girl who is a writer and she is big. She's like a big girl. Yeah. And basically the first season is her like overcoming this whole lifetime of just stigma that has been thrown at her because she is big and her wanting to write and her boss being like not into it and being kind of like an asshole to her because of her size and then she writes this like famous article hello i'm fat (laughs) and like blows up what a title i know (laughs) and she like it's about that it's about like love life it's about friendship and yeah and the second season is kind of just an extension of like what's happening after that but no i mean it sounds good it's really good i saw her like i said on watch what happens live the other night she was on with ariana from uh vanderpump rules oh okay they were on there talking um and ariana actually got asked a question um by andy cohen just because a couple of weeks ago, Jax and Brittany, who are also on Vanderpump Rules, they were on Watch What Happens Live with Andy, and Jax made like this bitch-ass comment. Like They were asking about why Tom and Ariana hadn't gotten married or had kids or something like that. He's like, well, because she's a lesbian. And Ariana has already like disclosed her sexuality. She's disclosed that she's like bisexual, you know, that she's not comfortable with having kids or getting married or living that whole traditional like lifestyle. And so for him to go on there and like say that, like... Obviously, Andy wanted to find out what Ariana thought of it. So he, like, asked her about it. And she's like, well, I mean, I told everybody I'm bisexual. I don't understand what more I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, And then AD was sitting right beside her. And she was like, yeah, she's like, can we just, like, get over this? Like, everybody's, nobody's 100% straight. Like, there is no 100% straight, 100% gay. Exactly. I truly believe that. Yeah. And, I mean, I appreciated it because she, like, just laughed it off because it is ridiculous to think about, like, who cares if she's... If she was with a woman or if she was going to marry a man or anything like that. Yeah, so was the question if they were going to have kids or be married? Um, 
I think the question was asking if if Jackson Brittany thought that Sandoval and Ariana or that Sandoval was jealous because of that. What? Does that make sense? No, I feel like that didn't make sense. Hold on. Okay, so they asked Jackson Brittany about that because like why did he even have anything to say? They're um, both kind of going through like life changes at this point. Tom's like buying a house. Jackson's getting married, and so like with all of that happening, one of the callers called in and was like, "Hey, Jax, do you think that Tom and Ariana are jealous because you've got all of this going on?" And oh. that that was his response to it. Is all like, "Well, why would they be jealous? She's a lesbian." What? Yeah. So just stupid shit. So you can't have, you can't not want kids if you're a lesbian, like. I don't know if I want kids. You have to understand who this is coming from. Yeah, he seems this like a motherfucker dumbass. Jax. Oh my god, literally the biggest piece of shit scum ever. I need but to yeah. watch this fucking show. I uh, need to introduce you to <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to introduce you I just you haven't to watched, um, like, the only reality TV I've watched is, like, America's Next Top Model. Lately. Lately. I used hey. to watch reality TV all the fucking time whenever I had cable and, like, it was everywhere. But now that I don't and I stream everything, I never just throw on a reality TV show. But I should. You're going to because I'm going to introduce <laughs> you to Vanderpump Rules. I'm going to show you the first episode and you're going to be hooked. I oh promise you. Oh my gosh. You. That's so funny. I um, I follow that girl, you know, Stephanie Sue on YouTube. She's the girl that does the mukbangs. Oh, okay. If you guys like mukbangs and you're not like opposed to them like some people are some people hate them and i don't know why i feel like it was shade towards me no no but... no it's shade towards him and i'm pointing to andrew andrew hates them they kind of skeep me out and too. he doesn't like them either yeah so a lot of people don't like them but if you like them look her up because she's really sweet but the reason i brought her up is because she was she lives in la and she went to the place, the pink Sir. place where they... Sir, Tom Tom. I'm pump. guessing so. Yeah, one of the... I'm sure, I'm sure it was pump then if it was pink. It was like a... it's like out. the gay bar. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's the place from Vanderpump Rules. And I was like, oh my gosh, David would love that. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I have to show you that to you because it is so fucking funny. That's so funny. But other than Shrill, I've still been watching The Good Place very slowly. Oh yeah, it's on its last season. <gasps> oh yeah. And I started watching that Dracula show. Did you really? Yeah. I did see. Remember how we talked on that did one episode? Did you watch episode? the first? No, we talked about it though. Um, you told me about like the ad campaign oh, yeah, about yeah. the stakes, and I did see that. That was interesting. That was cute, how right? it like made his face. Yeah. Um, but was, what did you think of the show? It was interesting. I don't know if they're trying to go for a comedy mm-hmm. or a mystery or a horror, or it feels kind of all over the place. Like Dracula starts off kind of strong. Because he's like, you know, old. He's very old and sick. Mm-hmm. But as he grows... He needs some blood. Yeah, after he grows like younger, he just becomes like this cocky asshole who's like always has these one-liners. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Kind of like Damon from The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I don't kinda. know if you watched... Did you watch The Vampire Diaries? I did Diaries? watch okay. Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah. But, which is like, I feel like it'll become one of those shows that I put on, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to see exactly yeah. what's happening right now. Or I can probably like talk to whoever's with me and like yeah kind of like background noise yeah yeah but started off strong and then it got really weird and then there's like a uh a, what's her fucking name uh a nun who's like trying to figure everything out and she's really like sister mary Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> actually sister van helsing van hell Ooh, uh-huh. okay so it's like that kind of thing but she's kind of dumb and stupid like not not dumb she's very smart but the way she talks is very like one-liner. Yeah. So it's very strange, but 
maybe watch it. But mm-hmm. it's only three parts, and they're all like an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's like you're watching three fucking movies. Three little mini movies. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I think that's it. Anything new in your uh, watching times? <laughs> in my viewing history for the week? Yes. Yes, um, exactly. Have I had anything in the queue? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, The Housewives. Obviously, Vanderpump Rules. Um, but I also did watch a movie on Hulu the other day. It's called Ingrid Goes West. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, um, Elizabeth Olsen. I love her. Wyatt Russell, who's Kurt Russell's son. Oh, yes, I know. Oh, my God, I love him. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, I think his name is. Um, is he the guy from... What's his name, son? Uh, from... Fuck. O'Shea Jackson? O'Shea Jackson. Oh, fuck. It's... I'm trying to think of what... what what's that movie? Samuel L. Jackson? No. O'Shea Jackson. I want to say Ice T. What was the movie that Ice oh, T was in, like back in the day? Yeah, um, he was in. He was in the the movie about their lives. Yeah, he that's played, who, he played yeah, Ice yeah. T. Okay, played Ice-T. his name's O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea yes. Jackson. Yeah, Ice T's son. He's really cute. Um, yeah, but yeah, he looks was, just like Ice T. He uh, he's a cute, way cuter version. You think so? Um, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely an interesting movie. Did he do movie. a good job? He did. I thought I loved his character. And when I tell you, he's like one of my, probably one of my favorite parts of it. Like, cool. um, not to like spoil too much of it, but basically, yeah. it's about like a girl who becomes obsessed with somebody that she has like been following online, um, like through Instagram or whatever, and it just kind of goes over like her trek from where she is to where I love this girl like that. is. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it. I liked it. I, I mean, really like. Um, obsession, like yeah. kind of things, and like stalker things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was that dramatic. It was kind of like yeah. black comedy. Cool. So it wasn't. There was like a little bit of just like a joke to everything. <laughs> That's so funny because of what happened. Oh yeah, the so I've been. If anybody follows me on Instagram at David Carson Jr., <laughs> then they would know that I post this like kind of meme of Elizabeth Olsen and Aubrey Plaza showing up at their premiere of Ingrid Goes West and they're wearing the same outfit. <laughs> and like, Aubrey Plaza's like, oh, that's so cute. Like, we have similar styles, whatever. And then it gets to Elizabeth Olsen and she's just like, what the fuck did she say? You know what she says. I do know what she says, but like, I'm trying to like... You like, have it memorized. I literally have a video of myself like reciting it on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know who that girl. Something about like I cannot wait for this. Oh, I can't wait for this shit to be over so that I can lose that girl who is just insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the way that she says it is fucking hilarious. That's so funny that it was like a ploy. It was kind of Mm. like a ad ad thing because and I was seeing it everywhere. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, they actually showed up on a red carpet. And at first. I thought, oh my god, Elizabeth Olsen's so mean. So bitchy. I know. Yeah, I'm like, wait, she what? She was just being mean to her. No, but that's, it, makes it way keeps more up sense. with the character in the movie. Like, you'd cool. have to watch the movie to understand it. Cool. Um, I do need to watch it. But yeah, it's a really good movie. Ingrid Goes West, um, Aubrey Plaza, oh, everybody is so funny. I love Aubrey Plaza. Blah, blah, blah. Aubrey Pleasure. Cool. Anything else? Uh, no, like I said, yeah. um, I've watched all my housewives. Nothing really is going on in that world. Vanderpump Rules, nothing's really going on there. Um, Besides that bitch talking about her being a lesbian. Oh, yeah. But Jax is a fucking idiot anyway. None of your beeswax. Jax is literally scum of the earth. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so let's talk about what we just watched together. 
So me and Stacey had movie day, and we watched 2019's Joker. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do the laugh that he like does in this movie. That was my best effort. Let me it try again. Was a lot. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't get as high as him. It's hard. No, he did a he did a good job with this movie. He did, right? Um so yeah, we're talking about 2019's Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. As uh, Joe, well, as Arthur Fleck. As Arthur Fleck, Slash the Joker. Joker. Yeah. Um we've got Robert De Niro's as he beats, Francis Conroy as his mother. Um so we've got a couple of really good actors in here. Yeah. It was directed by... Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, who we all know from the Hangover trilogy. Which I forgot about and didn't remember <laughs> until you just told me. And I was like, what? Wait, he did that? Uh, but he also did Old School. He's in like a He's bunch of like, kind of like Friday. Yeah, like comedies. Um, so this is kind of out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, so definitely it's a little bit different than what his other yeah. like works are like. Um but, but yeah, directed by Todd Phillips, written by Scott Silver, who also did The Fighter, which Christian Bale starred in. Yeah, well, interesting. Um, interesting, yeah, <laughs> going back and forth. But Master Wayne. Master Wayne, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so right, let's right out the gate. Let's like, what are your? How do you feel? How do I feel? How do you? <laughs> me uh... and David, me and David don't see eye to eye. I okay, so maybe this is my bad, but I kind of went into this film just hearing a lot of things. Yeah. Um just about like cancel culture and just like all this other stuff. So it kind of like already made me feel kind of off about this movie. Um just like just from commentary from the director, like it just wasn't my gig. But I went into it kind of with an open mind. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say I laughed at a lot of it, maybe in the parts that I shouldn't have been laughing at, just because of like the ridiculousness, like the the just absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I watched it. I didn't. I don't want to say that I enjoyed it. Like, it sounds weird. I know. What, because, what about you? You tell me what you what you thought. Well, you know, I have a problem with like liking everything. I have a big problem with that because <laughs> this is so good. Because I try to like. Be an optimist. Yeah. I try to really give a good opinion, though. But I find myself, especially after I see something for the first time, which I've I saw this in theaters like the day it came out. But I didn't listen to anything else after that. Mm. I didn't hear what you heard. Yeah, I literally just kind of had my thoughts on it, and I've like been keeping up with like the award the the award season and everything, of course. But I loved it. But as I like try to un- as I start to unravel it and hear other people's opinions on it, which happens with a lot of movies, I start hearing like why I maybe shouldn't have loved it or why like this isn't actually as great as everyone thinks yeah. it is. And I do that with a lot of movies. I like am always like, oh, it was great immediately. And then after, and then I'm like, like, wait a minute, eh, maybe it wasn't as good. But honestly, the second time watching it wasn't as effective the first time watching it i truly felt blown away and Mm. i talked about it for days and i felt (laughs) and i felt it for days like really it really stuck with me but the second watching i literally was watching it through your eyes i was really just watching you to see what your reaction was oh i'm sorry because my reactions (laughs) were not good sometimes i was like no i want him to love it so bad but he like i mean don't get me wrong there were like little bits here and there that i enjoyed but i mean 
Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it because <laughs> okay. we got a lot to talk about. We do. This is a two-hour movie, so. Um. So yeah, basically, the movie starts out with Joker putting on his makeup. Yeah, and he is sitting in this like, like back room at like a, at his job, which is like. A it's kind of like a ward- Yeah, it's kind of just like a wardrobe for them to go in there to go to the lockers and grab their stuff to get ready. Um, because they are, like you said, clowns. Yeah. So, so they work around the town. They get hired for different gigs. Yeah. You know, hanging like running around with signs. You know, going to children's places like hospitals and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of get introduced to this little like ragtag group of like guys that work there. Um, Arthur is sitting there and he is doing his makeup. He looks off the bat you can see that he is just so sad he just looks miserable he's crying a little bit mm-hmm. he's like pulling his face with his fingers to like make, make a himself smile. smile yeah and it just looks like he is like unhinged totally and so he goes on gets ready goes outside um and he's one of like the sign guys and so he's just like holding a sign like, yeah for like a mov- a music store and it says everything must go so it's like about a close and he's just out there just you know trying to pull people in to come inside and, he's like, dancing shop. and he's smiling and he looks he's like, kind of doing a good job i mean yeah, i love him i didn't think anything of it but <laughs> someone did <laughs> yeah these little these motherfuckers little fucking kids. these little pieces of shit combine like steal his sign he starts running after them. He chases them. It's like very cinematic the way that it's filmed. It's such a beautiful movie. It was. I like. If the way anything, it was filmed, the way yeah. it looks is good. It's beautiful. But um, he he catches up to them. Yeah. He sees them like run down an alley, and so he like skids over, like starts going down the alley, and when he runs down the alley, like one of the kids like uses the sign to like kind of like hit him like kind of like yeah they pop out from behind trying to like clothesline him kind of which like knocks him on the ground hard it breaks and the sign in half it breaks the sign in half and he's like busted up on the ground and these kids come over there and start jumping him fuck which see this <laughs> see already <laughs> me you know just of course cynic uh why are these like 11 year olds able to get like the upper hand on this grown man. Well, I think that it's supposed to be like late 70s New York, gritty New York. It's supposed to be like the worst of the worst of New York. Well, Gotham City, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's modeled after New York. And I think Todd Phillips was really trying to like show that crime was just like in a moment's notice. Like you can get your ass jumped in an alley. And the reason why he probably couldn't stand up to him is because it was like six on one. And but once like he they kno- were like 11 years old. Once they knocked him down though and he like fucking got his lights knocked out, like they had the upper hand. I don't know. I just, and I like, know who the fuck myself. Wants to hit I can an understand. Year old kid. I can understand it if it was like you running after them. You're five foot two and like you know a hundred pounds. I'm the same size as Joaquin Phoenix, and if I have like six little motherfuckers come take my shit, <laughs> and then that ha- I wouldn't think anything of it. I'd beat the fuck out of all of them. Yeah, you know. I just think that. I think it's trying to show his defeatedness yeah he's already he's like why why do anything this is life and this is like how it's how it is yeah but also yeah fuck them and like i mean it kind of like annoyed me but it also kind of like 
annoyed me because of it's like, all right, so we're starting off the movie with like these minority kids like coming over here and picking on this poor guy. Like this is the first minority that's rude to him in like mm-hmm. a ten minute setup. So I was kind of just like, eh, okay. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to show also like the divide that civil rights movement like literally just happened. It's still happening. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do. I see. This is my problem, though. I don't read into it that much, Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I become so on the surface, like okay with everything. But it's good that you read into it because I honestly didn't think about that. That's funny because, like, and that is kind of that does kind of suck. And well, that's just like the first thing that I saw from it because I was like, all right, the movie's already starting off with like. This poor guy, like, this poor white guy. And for guy. me, all I saw was a victim. Yeah. yeah. And, like, here come these little brown boys coming over here, and they're messing with him. Like, True. he's just trying to do his job, and these, these these brown people are fucking with him. Yeah. And that's why I was like, whatever. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so they're, like, talk. he's talking to, like, his, uh, his psychiatrist or therapist. It's, like, court-appointed because he had been in a hospital. Um, do they ever say why he was in the hospital? I don't believe so. I don't think so. But he was—he was in the Arkham Asylum, and he was released. And he has to go. He needs to be on medication, and he has to see and talk to somebody each week. And he's like talking to his therapist. He's like, "Is it me, or is it getting crazier out there?" And I'm like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> you like hate everything. No, I'm like, um, okay. Like obviously, like he did just get beat up by these children. And so. I'm wondering if. It, yeah, and that's the same day. He like goes mm-hmm. to therapy later that day. And I think that morning when he's at work and he's putting his makeup on, um, he the radio is playing and it's talking about all of this stuff that's crime happening, that's crime on, yeah. that's happening. And I'm wondering if that's why he was crying. I feel like things are very like affecting him like more than they affect the normal guy that can uh-huh. kind of like push it back because okay, of yeah, what I we find out later. You know. I could totally see that, actually. So, yeah. So, she's talking to him, and she's, like, barely listening. Yeah. She asks how he's been. Has he been keeping up with his journal? And she's like, let me see it. We're asking the same, like, reti- like recycled, like, boring questions. That she asks every week. Where she's not, like, really asking for an answer. She's just saying because she knows that she has to say it. Yeah, it's definitely, like, welfare therapy. Yeah. Which I, I have gone to therapy on a sliding scale and paid, like, three bucks. And my therapist was wonderful. So I think that this shows the time. Yeah. A difference of how mental illness has, was, treated, was for sure. not taken, ser- taken seriously at all back then. Um, it's very sad. But mm-hmm. don't make this discourage you. Go fucking get help. You can get help from anyone for any amount of money. Anyways. <sighs> um, so she takes his notebook. And she like flips to a page, and you as she's flipping through, he she, you kind of like, see like some vulgar stuff. There's like, like some pornography yeah. in there, which is never addressed. Yeah, they never talk about it. But it kind all. of makes you, it gives you more insight to him. I really don't think that Todd Phillips wanted him to be this like hero person that he kind of has become. Mm-hmm. That he like, I think he added this into his notebook to kind of show that he to is kind of show like, that he is kind like, of a creep. Yeah, he is kind that, of weird. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. We never hear more about it other than we just see the naked bodies and Yeah. Like you scribblings. said, it's never like addressed or anything. Um, so he's like talking to his therapist and she brings up the fact that he's on seven different medications. Yeah. Jesus. Seven. Seven. Wow. Okay. Um, and she also reads from the book 
I just hope my death makes more sense than my life. Sense, C-E-N-T-S. Spelled like money. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering if that is on purpose or if... I think throughout his notebook, he misspells a lot of things. Yeah, I think it's just to go to show that he does not have that much education going yeah. on behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Joker, money, like... He's... I mean, I know that the like the history of Joker, like we think about like the Dark Knight rises or no the dark knight mm-hmm. uh the one the final one remember he like burns all of that money and i'm wondering if like that's a reference to like that in a way or like makes more sense than my i don't know i think it was just trying to show that he was just like a little ignorant that okay. he didn't get the type of you know upbringing like schooling and stuff that he should have had um, yeah. because i mean his handwriting is awful it is. i just yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> um but yeah he he tells his therapist, he's like, I just don't want to feel bad anymore. Mm, it's so Which sad. is so sad, yeah. Which is like, I mean, we all kind of feel that way sometimes. Like Severe mental illness like that, though? Like, he's like literally on the edge of despair. And no one is looking at him in the eye. No one is listening to him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like begging for someone to just like smile and like give him a hug or just be human to him. Yeah. So. Um, so he leaves that meeting not with nothing really accomplished. Oh, know. but we need to mention something that we haven't mentioned. Oh, what? At the beginning of the meeting, he's laughing. Oh, yeah. He's like hysterically laughing. Or like, but it seems like he's in pain. Yeah. And he's like trying to stop himself and he can't. And I think this is one of the most brilliant parts of the movie. <laughs> So we, let's so, go to the bus. Yeah. Yeah. So we get uh, so we get him leaving out of um, his meeting. He gets on the bus, and there's a woman in front of him on the bus with mm-hmm. a child beside her. And the kid's like looking at him. Like so, he starts interacting with the kid, mm-hmm. making him laugh, making, making the him little laugh. Kid you know, laugh. he's just joking, being sweet, being a joker. Mm-hmm. And then the mom turns around and is like. Leave my kid alone. Don't talk to him. Quit bothering my kid or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, who does that? Who does that? Well, that's why, I, that's another time where I was just kind of like, oh. And she's another angry and black she's, woman uh-huh. who's over here being, he's just trying to help, he's just trying to be nice to this little kid and this woman won't let him. Oh. It is very strange that a lot of the time they are like a minority. Yeah. it's. I was very I just caught off that. by that. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know how to take it from the beginning, but that's also maybe why I've kind of just, it wasn't like everything to me because I saw little like coded things like here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he, he gets like a, a, like sad and he starts laughing again and he can't stop. And she's like, you think this is funny? And then he hands her a card. Yeah. Everybody on the bus is like, what the fuck? Like, is he okay? Yeah. And the card says, forgive my laughter. I have a condition. It's a medical condition causing sudden, causing sudden, frequent, and uncontrollable laughter that doesn't match how you feel. It can happen in people with a brain injury or certain neurological dis- 
certain neurological conditions. So this is one of the most brilliant things I think about this movie is that the laugh, his real laugh that happens whenever he's uncomfortable or like whenever he's sad or whatever is his true laugh, right? Mm -hmm. And he almost doesn't know how to actually laugh. He doesn't really know how to like be a person, it seems like. He just... So he like develops like a laugh that isn't his laugh to use in scenarios so he can seem normal, but it doesn't sound normal because it's not natural. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so sad. Yeah. Like he can't even laugh how he naturally laughs because he like can only like relate it to feeling horrible. Mm hmm. That is heartbreaking. I mean, it's <laughs> a lot, a lot of layers here. <laughs> I know, and I'm. Anyways, so we find out that, and we find out why he's he laughs in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, so he like takes a sad walk home, like sad music's playing, and he, he goes like, up those iconic stairs. Those, yeah, he that just have now goes, become just, iconic. Yeah, he just goes up them. Like we just get the first glimpse of him, um, and he walks back into his house. He checks the mail. Nothing's in there. Mm-hmm. Goes upstairs and he like says hey to his mama. He loves his mama. He does love his mom. Um, he has to take care of his mother because she obviously has some type of issue going on. Yeah, we don't really find out her exact conditions until later, but he takes care of her every day. He makes her food in bed and yeah, he like brings her a tray and they like sit together and they watch the Murray Franklin show. But not before she asks, was there anything in the mail? I wrote to Mr. Wayne. I wrote to Thomas Wayne, and yeah. I, I should be getting a letter back. So we find out that she, that um, Mrs. Fleck used to work for Thomas Wayne back in the day. Thomas um, Wayne being Bruce Wayne's Bruce father. Bruce Wayne's father, yeah, owner of Wayne Industries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, the richest man in Gotham, literally the biggest piece of shit in Gotham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, he takes care. They watch the Murray Franklin show. Murray Franklin is played by Robert De Niro. That's my love. Who is kind of playing kind of like a Jay Leno slash Johnny Carson. Yeah, Yeah, just one of those like talk show hosts, like late night talk show. Yeah, he's he does a good job. He does okay. Um, (laughs) Don't talk about him like that. (laughs) So they watch it together, and we're treated to a scene of. Arthur, like... Arthur showing up at the Murray Franklin show, like, in the audience. Yeah. And he talks to Murray, and... He gets up, and he speaks a couple of times. He's a little bit awkward, but, you know, he gets a couple of laughs, like, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I thought, was such a weird scene, because, like, I don't know. I, I could tell that it was, like, all in his head right here. Yeah. But it just seemed like... Like a delusion. Yeah, like a delusion. Like, I think about, like... I personally, me, whenever I'm thinking about like a fantasy or something like that, I'm not thinking like I want everybody to look at me and I want them to listen to me talk and I want them to do this and that. But like this guy, that's all he wants is to have people like listen to him talk. Yeah, because he wants his dream is to be a stand-up comedian and he wants people to just like him, literally. But I thought this was just like so weird, especially considering it's like a superhero movie. Is like he had this like kind of like hero complex. Mm. That he wanted to be like center of attention. Yeah. But it's like, you're not going to be the hero. You're going to be the villain here. Yeah. So. Yeah, but a lot of villains, I mean, take like just in normal life, like serial killers will confess to their murders and then, 
even lie about more murders that never even happened to make their kill count more because so they can be more memorable yeah you know what i mean like even villains want that like hero aspect i just i thought it was interesting um it is and they talk about um they talk about how he takes care of his mom and how she always told him that he was put on this earth to like to make bring people joy laugh and yeah, make people laugh smile and then, yeah and then murray brings him on stage and is like you know i wish i could have a son like you and it just it's like showing he's never had a father yeah he is just like dying for some type of like you know you're great and i love you and i guess just his mom isn't enough i guess not I guess sad. having your whole life just be one person, like, you want more at some point. Yeah. So. Next. So the nights they're back at, at work, yeah. work, and uh, the guys are talking about, like, what happened, how he got attacked and all this business, and this other gentleman that works with him, Randall, is like, bitch. yeah, this bitch Randall is like, <laughs> hey, he's like, it's like rough out there. Like I know what just happened to you. He's you like, need to Here, stay safe. Hold on to this. You're like hands of a gun in a bag, which I'm like, okay, like did he like buy that gun specifically to give to him, or was it just like a gun that he was planning on giving to somebody else? Or well, there's a lot of like talk about how maybe delusions happen that we aren't aware of. Like I've seen like a lot of things like written up about it, and like. Oh, okay. You know how later he's like, yeah, he bought a gun off of me. Maybe we just don't see that aspect of it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And for Randall giving it to him, he's just like seeing what he wants to see. Like a man's just giving me a gun because he wants me to be safe, but really he actually asked for it. Well, that makes like the end even worse. Yeah, that makes the end even worse if so. But we don't know. Um, They leave a lot of things out in the dark. But for all intents and purposes right now, we just know that Randall has given him a gun. So he's got a gun and... and he's like, I don't, I'm don't. i not supposed to have a gun, Randall. Yeah, I just got out of the hospital. Like I'm on parole. Yeah, there's all this business. And so um, Ryan, is that his name? Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary rocks in the room and Gary is... Gary is like a little person. Yes. Who is like, hey, the boss man needs to see you, uh... Arthur, you know, go talk to him. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. And then he goes in there, and the boss is a fucking asshole, and he's like, hey, the music guy wants his sign back. He He's going out of business, man. Like, give him the sign back. And he's like, why would you, why do you think I'd take the sign? Didn't you hear sign? about what happened to me the yeah. other day? Like, I was like, jump, like this, that, and the other thing. He was like, listen, this guy's business is going out of town. Like, he just needs his stuff back. He's like, yeah, it sounds like a fucking lie. Like, stop fucking with me. Get a sign back to him. Basically, yeah. And it's just him, like, it, like, pans up on him, like, smiling, and, got, like, and he looks face, fucking yeah, crazy. so mad and infuriated, and then it shows him, like, kicking. He, like, goes to the alleyway, just, like, kicking the fucking garbage, just fucking over losing and it, over just, and over. Pissed. Like, he can't, like, express himself. He just can't catch himself. a fucking break. Yeah, he just, he can't catch a break. Um, so. So he leaves, he goes back home, um, and that's where he meets... Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats. And who, her name is... I don't even know if we ever learned her name. I don't name. think we ever do. She's I don't think girl, we ever hear woman, it. mom, I don't know. Neighbor. Neighbor, yeah. Neighbor lady. So... Um, she's got a daughter. She's really cute. She kind of like mimics, mimics after her mom. And she's kind of having like a little 
flirty banter back and forth with Arthur. Yeah, so they're in the elevator. They're in the elevator together. He, like, held the door for her. Um, and he, like... And then it breaks, kind of. The little girl, like, mimics her mom or something. And the mom, like, holds up her fingers to her head like a gun. Like, oh, my gosh, shoot me. Yeah. And then Arthur, like, takes that as, like, oh, man, she gets me. Oh, she's, she's, she's one of us. She's, like, yeah. And so he, like, leaves the elevator. And while she's, like, walking to her house, he's like, hey... And, and she, like, he, turns around. And he, like, does the... Thing. He's, like... And, like, moves his head. Like, he's, like... Like, he's his head dead. Off. Yeah. And she kind of smiles. She's like, hey. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's like, okay. Until they meet again later. Yeah, until they meet again later. Um, so he goes home. He gives his mom, like, a... Sponge bath. Sponge bath, which is, like, sad. I know. Um, and he, like, lies to her, like, that he's becoming, like, a bigger deal, like, in the comedy world. That his act's getting, like, a little bit better... And she says something really mean. Yeah, she's like... She's like, don't you have to be funny to be a comedian? But that, like, <laughs> kind of just, like, pulls the whole movie together. It's just like, he doesn't have a sense of humor. Like, she knew... She is his mother, so obviously she knows that he doesn't have a sense of humor. But for us watching this movie, this guy does not have a sense of humor because of the way that his life is, like, set up. Yeah. But he writes his jokes in his journal. And honestly, they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're corny. Yeah, they're very but like, corny. to not get any laughs at all, I think that is just, like, honestly so fucking rude. <laughs> I don't know. Some of his shit was just, like, I guess we'll talk about like, it when we get awkward. to this. Yeah. Um, so, base, so, he's, like, at his house. His mom's, like, upstairs or whatever. And he, uh, like, he's, has well, his gun. Yeah. He's, like, holding his gun out, like, playing with it a little bit. Kind of like a fucking, like, a 10-year-old with a gun. Yeah. Um, and he's, like... Dancing? Yeah, he starts dancing. He And then he says to himself, he's like, Oh Arthur, you're such a good dancer. He's just like, he's like trying to playing out a scenario in his head. Yeah. He's trying to like mimic like real life, like normal mm. people, and he just is so off. And then he's like, Oh yeah? And he he does something and the gun goes off. He ends up accidentally shooting the gun in the house. He's like, <gasps> turns TV up and his mom's like Arthur what was that and we're watching a, a war movie yeah I'm watching a war movie she's like turn it down turn it down and uh, yeah so, so he does his little dance um, we see him dance kind of for the first time that's whatever it's cute I so love the next, it so I the love next it day, yeah Stacy loves his dancing um, <laughs> the next day he like goes out to stall Zazzy yeah just to see, like, what her day-to-day life is like. He follows her around, and then they end up... Well, he, he ends up not following her inside, and then he's back at home, and she, like, shows up at his door. So he's home, and then she knocks on his door, and she's like, have you been following me? And he's like, yeah, I was. And she's like, I thought that was you. <laughs> okay. And she was like, I thought that you would... I thought you would get the courage to just rob me or something. And he was like, well, I, I have a gun. I can come by tomorrow. And she like laughs a little. Yeah. And then she's like, walks away. And so this kind of begins like their little like relationship. Yeah. So they're into each other, I guess. They're into each other. They're into it. <laughs> um, so I guess after that, is this when he goes to the children's hospital? Uh-huh. So he goes to the children's hospital, and yeah, he's doing a good job dancing, yeah. happy, and you know it, whatever, like Sad. the whole business. <laughs> Kids are all sick. Yeah, but he's like, he is doing a good job, yeah. and like, the kids are laughing and like, smiling. Mm-hmm. 
but he ends up dropping his fucking gun out onto the ground. Yeah. And then he like picks it up and he turns to the kids like, shh, you didn't see that. And then the next scene is him being on the phone talking to his boss. And he's like, you brought a fucking gun to a children's hospital? Like, are you fucking insane? He's like, yeah. it was a prop. He it tries to play it of off. My, yeah. yeah, It was part of my skit. It was a prop. He's like, it wasn't a fucking prop. What kind of what kind of cop or what kind of clown has a fucking gun as a prop like you're fired you're fucking out so he's pissed he fucking like slams his head on the glass like door shatters shatters it um and takes the train home Uh uh-huh so this scene is pretty brutal he um is just sitting there minding his own business and he's he's like on the train with a couple other people and these three other guys board the train like douchey like wall street type guys yeah and they start fucking with this girl and he's like hey you want some french fries because he has like a bag of french fries and they start throwing them at her and then she gets up and she moves and because arthur is like well he starts hysterically laughing he well he starts laughing. hysterically laughing which in turn makes her like be like what yeah and so she like moves like to go to like a different car but he can't stop because like he can't stop because that's just what happens when he's uncomfortable he doesn't want to fucking laugh but so they come over like what's so funny mr clown and the guy starts singing Bring in the Clowns. Yeah, by like Judy Garland or whatever. Something like that. And they Send just start the clowns. They start fucking with him and pushing him around. They take his wig off and they get him on the ground and they like fucking jump him. Yeah, they punch him in the face, knock him to the ground. They start kicking on him. And then out of nowhere. And when I first saw this in theaters, I was on the edge of my fucking seat. Were you really? Yes. I cried. Oh! I cried at this part. Damn, okay. Because the heightened emotion of it all, because I felt like he's just so fed up. And when it, like, he ends up shooting. He ends up, yeah, so the gun, he ends up shooting two of the Wall Street guys. The third one. In the train. Yeah, in the train. The third one's, like, starts running down the train, like, going through the carts, um, trying to get away from him. And he fucking chases him down. He, like, chases him. Like, he sees the guy about to get out but then the guy like sees him about to get out so they're like having that like cat and mouse game like back and forth through the doors so scary he eventually like starts to like go like the washer guy tries to run out there but he'd already been shot he'd already been shot in the back of the leg or something so he's got like blood spilling everywhere um and arthur follows his ass out there and he executes him yep bang 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 and i like i don't know why but this really got to me because i just felt like so fucking sad for him because not he definitely didn't have to do this of course Uh but like it's true it reminds me of like these kids that are like tormented through school and they're tormented through life and they fucking crack and they come to school with a gun and they want to kill the people that have like made their life so fucking miserable Mm -hmm. like i know it's not the option you should take but like I don't know. I it's when you really think about the people underneath that are doing the shooting like if our mental health resources were better, maybe we could prevent more of this. Oh, for sure. You know? Like maybe he wouldn't resort to that if his life went differently or got the help he needed. Hey, you know what? That's funny cuz you like saw it like that you took a lot more from it than I did. I was like, fuck yeah, I kill them. Shoot those motherfuckers dead. Well, that's yeah. all that's all I was like watching during that scene cuz I'm like all right, so that trope of, like, the 80s, like, Wall Street guys. I already know that you guys are going to be, like, the downfall of, like, 
Gotham or whatever. Yeah, about yeah. Gotham. Just in general, mm-hmm. I mean, like, all of our different, you know, struggles with money and stuff have come from fucking Wall Street, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it got to me so much. But, like, then he runs. They're, they're dead. He keeps running. He keeps running. And he gets, he just, like, finds, like, an abandoned, like, well, like a, like a public restroom. Yeah, so he goes to, like, a bathroom at, like, a park or something. Um, locks the door. Locks the door. And he goes inside and he, like, starts dancing. Yeah. And and then you kind of, like, finally actually hear, like, of course, you, you're hearing the soundtrack before this. But, like, because it's put to a dance, you kind of hear it more. And, like, the soundtrack is so good. Mm-hmm. And you loved it's, it. And uh, it was done by a female. And she won the Golden Globe for it. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. They did just win a couple of Golden Globes. Yeah. I think Joaquin won, right? Yeah, he won for best nice. uh, lead performance. Okay. But I was I was stoked that she won because, I mean, she is a woman and that's mm. fucking sick. Hell yeah. But he dances and I was so emotional. Because you <sighs> do, you're feeling good because fuck them. But you're also feeling sad because, like, this is the start. He, yeah, Wolf will keep going. <laughs> Next. So yeah, he's feeling himself now, dude. He's feeling a little bit better, at least. He's like, you know, maybe I am someone. Maybe I can do something. Maybe people will listen. Um. So he goes like back to his house, right? I wrote that. He oh, right in. after this, he goes to Zazie's house. Yeah, he goes right over there, and he like she like knocks on the door, and she opens it, and he like just kisses her. He just goes in and kisses her, closes the door behind him. That's it. They're fucking. They're gonna fuck. Okay, like, sure. Okay. Um, so the next day, we get him like kind of clearing out his locker from work. Yeah. Um, he's pulling everything out. You can like, already tell he has like more confidence. Yeah, he got he got he had sex the night before, so he's like going into this like I'm. He killed three men and had sex. And had sex, so he is like <laughs> on top of the world right now. Um, so he does have like a little cockiness to him. Yeah. I've noticed it like a little bit more pep in his step. Um. So Randall, kind of talks to him and is like. What does he say? He's like, hey, the police are, have been coming around and asking about you because um, they're looking for a clown with those murders and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, I need to, I actually owe you some money for that gun that you sold me. Yeah. So he basically calls out in front of all the other guys that he got the gun from, from Randall. Randall. And he's like, what, what are you talking Randall's about? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Huh? Don't, don't say that. I didn't give you a fucking gun or whatever. And he's like. Anyways, he walks out and Gary says bye. And he's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry this happened to you. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. And he come, he like walks out, comes back and he's like, oh. I forgot to clock out. Or I forgot <laughs> I to punch, punch out. out. And then he fucking punches the time clock the time clock <laughs> until it literally falls off the wall. I, that was one of the scenes that I laughed. At. I was I like, okay, that it. was kind of funny. Um, so, just, yeah, we get to the next scene with our boy, Thomas Wayne. Ugh. He is, like, lamenting over, like, the dead assholes that were <laughs> murdered on the train. Um, and talks about how he's, like, considering, like, a mayoral run. Yeah. And so it's like, all right. There is... The backstory here is there's already, like, class warfare going on. Like, the haves versus the have-nots already in this town. Mm-hmm. And so now the richest man in town is saying that he wants to take it over completely. He can save the town. He can save it. Only him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, okay. Um, so we get that scene, we get him going back to his therapist, Mm -hmm. where he finds out the funding was cut. Yep. For all 
of social security and all this business just like any like statewide help for people that need that don't have money yeah it's been cut so he has seven medications that he cannot get anymore yeah, seven medications. And He's like, well, he also where do get I get therapy. my where do I get my medications from? She's like, listen, we're sorry. I'm here. I have to tell you this. Like, just me and you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. Nobody gives a fuck about nobody. That's mm-hmm. basically what she says. Exactly. And he's just like, okay, doggy like, dog world. All right. And he says some interesting stuff as well. I don't think you hear me. I don't think you ever hear me. You don't listen to a word I say. He says. uh... For my whole life, I didn't know if I even existed, but I do, and people are starting to notice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's like a term for that feeling, and it's um, oh, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it's basically this like feeling of detachment, mm-hmm. and you kind of like don't know if you're real or not, and it doesn't sound like it would be really scary, but it's very frightening. And for him to be, like, living his whole life like that, like, he literally feels like... Like, I know solipsism is, like, another term for it where you're like, is this real? Is this a simulation? Am I making this up? Am I dead already? Like, Yeah. And you can't figure it out. And it, like, drives you mad. And I feel like that's what he's dealing with on top of a load of other things. Yeah, he, like, watched the Truman Show and was like, oh, my God, everything is fake. <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. He like loves Jim Carrey. <laughs> loves Jim Carrey. But anyways, um, it just kind of gives you a peek into like what's he, what he's experiencing in his mind, and it's fucking sucks. On top of that, probably severe depression, um, and like a load of other things. So imagine all the medication he does need. <sighs> so next scene um, shows him doing stand up. Yeah, he goes back to the comedy club. And he actually goes up on stage. Zazie's in the crowd watching. Yeah, because we had seen him before. He had been there, like, just, like, watching the acts. And he's, like, writing down little things about them. He's like, all right, well, he's got his hair slicked back. Mm-hmm. He tells jokes about sex. He's Sexies basically... Are always funny. Yeah, so he, earlier, he went there, and he just doesn't understand humor. So whenever yeah. everybody else is laughing around him... He's like looking around, like, and he's catching up a little bit later after yeah. that. And then things that aren't funny, he's, he's laughing, laughing at, at them. But it's the he fake has laugh. no idea what humor actually is. I know. And it's like sad to see. It's so strange. It's so interesting. But yeah, so he's like catching up, and he'll laugh when no one else laughs. Yeah. So you already saw the scene earlier of him like not getting it. So now you see him actually being the one that's going to go up there and talk. And you're like, oh god, this is going to be a total shit show. Mm-hmm. Here we fucking go. Um. He, like, goes up there, and he can't control his laughter. He's yeah. just so nervous, scared, or I don't know what it is, but... Can't stop laughing. He just can't stop. And he's, like, kind... You can kind of hear him talking, like, saying something about when he was, like, little. Yeah. But you can't really. Yeah. And but eventually... Finally. But then he finally starts to pull it together a little yeah. bit. And he has people laughing at him. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, not anything like giving him, like, standing ovations or anything, but... A little bit of laughs. Enough to where he's like, all right, people are listening. Yeah. And then music starts to overplay it. And in his mind, what he's experiencing is roaring laughter. And everyone loves him. And he's a superstar. So he's on like cloud nine. Yeah. (laughs) I I hated school as a kid. (laughs) 
I hated school as a, as a kid. <laughs> My mother would say, you should enjoy it. One day you'll have to work for a living. No, I won't, Ma. I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> Um, here's one. You know, I was just thinking the other day, why are the rich people so... Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. Um, he goes out with our girl, Zazie. And, and they have, like, a cute little date, whatever. Um, they walk by, like, a newspaper stand, and it's talking about um, the clown, the killer clown that's on the loose. And yeah. she's like, if you ask me, I think he's a fucking hero. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. And I'm like, okay, don't be telling it. him that. I'm yeah. like, cool. <laughs> like, don't tell him that. Yeah. You're just trying to freaking get it, give him a boner right now. Like, stop. <laughs> and then, um... They go home, he comes home, and his mom is talking again about... Well, yeah, he gets home, and he's, like, on cloud nine because of the date with, like, Zazie. He, like, dances with the mom, like... She doesn't want anything to do with it, though. She's like, I need you to send this letter. I'm going to bed. Like, it's another letter to Bruce Wayne. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, another fucking letter. Well, maybe we'll read it this time. Yeah, maybe we should open it and see what this is all about. Boy, and he opens it, and... He finds out a lot of shit. It's like me and your son. Me and your son need you. Like he's a good boy, but he's sad. Yeah, like all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, so so this is Bruce Wayne's son. So Bruce Wayne is, or yeah, Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Wayne is the dad of Arthur Fleck. Yeah, so they must have had an affair, and she got pregnant, and. Thomas kind of wrote her off. Yeah, so he like sees this. He's like, "What?" And he like he starts to lose it. He her. loses it. He like starts flipping out on his mom, and she's like, she's "You're like, gonna, gonna give me a heart attack. I'm gonna fucking die." Oh, it is very sad. I felt bad for her. Um, so he flips out, and like the mom like kind of like tries to explain it to him. She explains that there's like an NDA involved. Somebody like drafted up I some had to paperwork. Sign something. Yeah. yeah, saying like keep your fucking mouth shut, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, he, like, learns all of this information. His, like, world is kind of, like, shook at this point. He's like, what the fuck? Like, Thomas Wayne is my dad? What? Yeah. So he just walk, He decides to walk to the Wayne Manor. And fucking confront him. <laughs> and he, like, gets there. And... But whenever he gets there, he, like, sees little Bruce Wayne, little Batman, playing around in, like, a play like a playground type thing. Yeah. Um, kind he, of, like, like, entices him over a little bit. Puts, like, a clown no- nose on and, the like, does nose. some tricks for him. Yeah, he's got, like, a magic wand. She turns into, like, flowers. Gives him a, bu- a bouquet. And he's, like... And he, like, has Bruce come up to him and he, like, makes him, like... He, he takes touches his, him. He takes his hand... He takes his Bruce's face in his hand and, like, makes him have, a, like, a smile. With his thumbs. Like, and puts I'm like, his thumbs Ew. in his mouth. Yeah. Like, Get your thumbs out of this child's mouth. <laughs> Um, and then and Alfred rolls up on the scene excuse me excuse me Master Wayne (laughs) watch out Master Wayne Master Wayne back up he's like get your hands off of him he's like I'm not a bad guy I don't want to hurt yeah the kid I'm just I'm here to see Thomas Wayne I need to see him my mother is Penny um and uh, and she's I I found out a lot of stuff and I need to talk to him yeah I need to speak to him 
he's like, Penny is delusional. She... You're going to make a fool of yourself. You're going to make like, a fool stop. of yourself. This isn't real. She... You're you're adopted. Yeah. You're, you're adopted, adopted. And she, like, lost her mind. And she's crazy. Yeah. And he's like, don't say that about my mother. He, like, grabs, grabs him up, him chokes his ass. I like that scene. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Get it. And he runs away. So, okay, Alfred just dropped a bomb in his fucking life again. So he's like, what? I'm adopted? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, so he, like, runs home. Like, whenever he gets home, like, his mother's being loaded up into an ambulance. Yeah, she, uh... And he's not having, like, a normal reaction if you saw your mother, like, being loaded up. He's just kind of, like, on the outskirts of it, kind of just, like, hanging out, not really saying anything. If I rolled up on that scene, like, my mother's, like, being taken away by an ambulance, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Like, you know? Yeah. He just kind of went into it, like, whatever. Like, but I guess he had just received a big bombshell. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so they get in the ambulance, drive to the hospital. He's like sitting outside the hospital upset when he's approached by two detectives. And we find out that when he was gone at the Bruce, the Wayne Manor, those detectives had come looking for him. And they had questioned his mother about everything that had happened on the subway before, which in turn threw her into a stroke. Yeah. Because like her blood why. pressure, I don't know what happened with it, but she had a stroke. And so... Here, this is one of the first scenes where I really noticed, like, he's not being weird. He's, like, flicking his cigarette normally. Like, it was just like he was a normal person here. Yeah, he, get like, he like st- yeah, he starts being much more confident. Yeah. Um, slowly, he but lies. Surely. He lies to the cops. Really well. Yeah, like, very convincingly. Yeah. He's like, it was a prop. Like, come on. Yeah, and they're like, um, do you know anything about, or have you heard about the murders on the subway? And he's like, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. That's convincing. He's like, if you don't mind, I want to go spend time with my mother. Yeah. We've had like a long day. I'm sorry. And then he walks away. And he like walks into like the exit door, which like won't open. He walks into it and hits his face. And I'm like, ugh. And I, and you laughed. But like, I was just laughing at it because it was like, I think that they were trying to make it seem like he was like nervous from the detectives. I've done that before where like, it's a fucking, why is it only an exit? I know, but you said, you said you were like, oh, the door won't open for me. Oh, like, he just can't have anything go right in his life. Like, he can't even get a door to open for him. Yeah, that's where I came from. <laughs> Which it's like, it's just funny that he had that sense of confidence. He flicks his cigarette and he's like, they're like, um, they, he said something and he's like, what do you think? And then he turns around and hits his face. Yeah, it was like an awesome la vista, baby. Like, yeah, moments like and that, he like, yeah. it gets ruined immediately. It's like, Ugh, so it was like kind of slapstick, just, but at the same time, yeah. that's why I didn't think too much of it because I was like, I've fucking done that before. Like, I've done that at Walmart last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he is in his mother's room and he's hanging out with Zazzy, right? Zazzy's there making sure everything's good. At the hospital, good. yeah. And he's watching the television where they've got the Murray Franklin show on. Yeah, Zazzy's like, I'm going to go get us a coffee, okay? He's like, okay, sounds good. And then the Murray Franklin show comes on. And he's not really paying attention until he hears his name. Yeah. And he's like, what, what? And they talk about this comedian that was performing the other night that wasn't doing a great job. Yeah, they have like a video of it, which I was like, okay, 70s, 80s, did they really? Like, I know, like who, was, who was taking that video? And they, they had two separate videos because they were from like two different like vantage points. Like, I was like, who was filming this? Who was filming this? And who like was like, I have to show this to the Murray show. But... They make fun of him, basically. Like, calls him a joker. Call him a joker. And he's like... He's pissed. And he's like, well... He says, he says a joke like... Um, 
uh, he's like, well, look who's laughing now. And there's no laughter. And then Murray Franklin is like, yeah, exactly. Or something, I don't know. Just making fun of him being a fucking asshole. Well, that was also something is that they were playing like these scenes from him doing his stand-up. But there is no laughter after him yeah. like telling his jokes. But whenever we were watching it, there was laughter there, you know? So it's like... In his head, he's hearing them laughing at him. But in reality, no one nobody's is. laughing. So he sees that and he gets angry. Oh, he's pissed. Okay. So next he shows up and there's like a riot outside of this like cinema thing that's happening that Thomas Wayne is putting on, I guess. And they're showing like a Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah, they're showing... Um, I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> one he's like them. famous for that one of them. song, Smile. Oh, really? Isn't it? I have no idea. I don't know. But he <laughs> he just steals, like, he sneaks in, and he, like, steals, like, some Usher's clothes, like, yeah. classic, like, bellhop clothes, and he goes in, and he, like, watches the show for a second, and then he notices Thomas Wayne, and then he gets up to go to the bathroom, and he follows him to the bathroom, because he wants to confront him, and he's like, can I help you, pal? You want an autograph or something? He's yeah, like, he's, like, at the urinal, and, like... Uh, I hate that, like, in movies when they, like, the characters, like, go into the bathroom and they, like, have to play the character, like, pissing. Yeah. Like, because they did that in this and then they did, like, him zipping up his pants, too. And I was just like, ew, I don't want to hear, like, all of that. It was, it was all unnecessary. <laughs> so he's like, what do you want? What do you want? He's like, I don't know what to say. And he's like, what? What's up? And he's like, I'm Arthur Fleck. I'm Penny Fleck's son. He's like, oh, fucking Penny Flag. Here like, we go. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, I don't know what she told you. And he's like, well, I think you're my father. And he calls him dad. Yeah. He calls him dad, like, right off the bat. And the guy's like, I'm not your father, dude. You're adopted. Like, your mother is insane. And you need help, too. And he's like, no, please. Like, why can't you just have one ounce of, like, compassion? Why can't you give me a hug? Like, he's like, what were you expecting? And he's like, I don't know, a fucking hug? Or just for you to treat me like a human being? Like, anything? Mm-hmm. And he instead, he punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, he fucking punches he's him like, in the face. He's like, you're the one that was at my house the other day. And yeah, he's like, stay the fuck away. He's like, stay the fuck away from my son. And he says, if you ever touch my son again, I'll fucking kill you. And he leaves. I don't know what to say. <laughs> You want an autograph or something? No. My name is Arthur. Penny Fleck is my mother. Jesus. You're the guy that came to my house yesterday. Yes. I'm sorry, I just showed up. But my mother told me everything, and I had to talk to you. Look, pal, I'm not your father. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Look at us. I think you are. Well, that's impossible. Because you were adopted, and I never slept with your mother. What do you want with... from me, money? No, I don't... I wasn't adopted. Jesus, she never told you? Told me what? Your mother adopted you while she was working for us. That's not true. Why are you saying that? That she was arrested and committed to Arkham State Hospital when you were just a little boy. Why are you saying this? 
I don't need you to tell me lies. I know it seems strange. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. I don't know why everyone is so rude. I don't know why you are. I don't want anything from you. Maybe a little bit of warmth. Maybe a hug, Dad. How about just a little bit of fucking decency? What is it with you people? You say that stuff to my mother? She's crazy. <laughs> you think this is funny? <laughs> Dad, it's me. <laughs> Touch my son again, I'll fucking kill you. Okay. <laughs> God, so he has to go find out about himself. He needs to go to Arkham Asylum. Well, first, the Murray Franklin show calls. Oh, okay. So before that, oh, and we need to talk about another scene wait, right before that. Wait, yeah, I'm confused about that. The refrigerator scene, right? Yeah. Okay, so we get back to his house after he leaves out of um, the stuff that had happened with Thomas Wayne. He goes back to the apartment that he shares with his mother. And he's just pulling stuff out of the refrigerator. And then he, like, closes himself in the refrigerator. Huh? A lot of people have theories about this. So there's a theory floating around that he closed himself in that refrigerator and actually died. Okay. And the rest of the movie is... Like what he went through as he was dying, or you know, like what he was envisioning, what he was his envisioning life like. his life to be yeah. um, as he was dying. I don't really like that theory, but it has been like floating around. I don't think that's true. I think he just got in there. He's like having a mental break. People do weird fucking shit. It reminded me that scene, the way it looked and everything, was very machinist to mm-hmm. me. I felt very like in that realm of just like. Maybe he was hot and he wanted to be cooled down or like just, you're not thinking straight. I, I was just, I was thrown off by it. I didn't understand it at all because I like, you know, there's that, was it like Punky Brewster where the girl got stuck in the refrigerator? I don't know. There was like this TV show where like the girl got, and they call it fridging. Really? Like whenever like the characters, like, like a female character is like put in the fridge to like die. <gasps> Jeez. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't... Can you die from being put in a refrigerator? Yeah, you suffocate. Oh, you suffocate. Well, yeah, that happened here in Panama City like last year. What? Somebody had like a refrigerator sitting outside their house. Because what you're supposed to do... there was a do, dead person in it, wasn't there? No. What you're supposed to do whenever you have a refrigerator is you're supposed to like put tape around it so that nobody can open it. Because once it closes, it doesn't open back up. There's like a suction that you cannot push your way out of it. And so like two kids like did that last year like their mom like had thrown away a refrigerator and they went outside and they like got in it and, and they, they couldn't died. get out holy shit yeah so that's why i was i was confused i was like is he trying to kill himself like what is going on here so if you take it as that and he couldn't get that door open then he did die yeah. and the rest is just it's imagination an I imagination guess. i don't know I'm not thinking he died, though. I don't know, but he just, he goes inside of the refrigerator, and the next scene we see him, he's, like, laying on a bed in his underwear. He's like, I don't know, is he jerking off? No, I think he's just, like, grabbing himself for a second, and then the phone rings. Oh. Let's it go to Machine, and she's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. From this the, is Katie from the Murray, Murray Franklin, Franklin show. show. I'm the casting director, and we're very interested in seeing you. And he picks it up, and he's like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, I'm the casting director for Murray Franklin, and we want you to be on the show. Are you free next Thursday? And he's like... Hell yeah, I am. And then the next scene, he's sitting so on the he's, subway, mm-hmm. and he has this look in his eyes, and he just looks like, it's time. He knows it's about to go down. Um, but wait, no, he goes to Arkham Asylum yes. now. And walks up. 
Yeah, he wants the fucking, uh, he wants Penny's file. He wants to see his mother's file from when she stayed there. Yeah, and so he, like, gets in there. He starts talking to one of the, like, the administrative assistants in there. He's like, can he I get my mother's... He did a good mother's... job. I like that guy. Yeah, he did. He was, like, very... Um... He was cool. He was cool, but he was also one of the only characters to actually, like, talk to him like a regular person. Like a real person, person. Yeah. yes, exactly. Um, and so we go through his, the files and... All of the files pretty much say the same thing, that she's, like, crazy, she's delusional. Suffers from delusions, which can kind of, like, I mean, mental illness is hereditary. Um, He is delusional as well, and she, from other things as well. Um, So he asks for the file. He's He's like, like, the dude's like, I can't give this to you, I'm sorry. Like, But he sees some, did you catch what that was? It was like he saw something in the file that made him, like, change his, like, demeanor up immediately. What was it? I don't know. And that's what I was wondering if it was like, if it said something like Thomas Wayne shut this down or something like that. That's what I was, that's what I picked up from it. I thought it was like a child abuse or something. Was that it? No, because he says the guy that has the file is like, was locked away because of child abuse. Says that. And like, I don't know exactly, but he wants the fucking file. So, yeah, the guy won't give it to him. So he reaches his happy ass in there and grabs it. <laughs> he grabs it, and the guy's fighting him for it. And, and he, he just, like, like... Slams his head onto, like, the gate in front. And, like, scares the guy. And it makes him let go. And then and he, he takes off. So he has the file, and he, like, gets down the stairwell, out, like, out of sight. And he starts reading it, because he can't wait. And he indeed finds out that he was adopted, and that there was all of this, like... Abuse. Abuse that went on in his life. So she, he was adopted... She was in a abusive relationship, and she allowed him to be abused. Yeah, by the guy. And she acted as if nothing was wrong. He suffered serious head trauma. He was covered in bruises, and he was found, like, chained to, to a, a radiator. radiator. Yeah. So serious, serious trauma, and the head injury will explain the laughing condition because mm-hmm. that gets caused by like a neurological thing. Um, just so much trauma that he like that I'm imagining came flooding back to him because he did not right remember in that moment, it. Yeah, he did not. He was not aware that he was adopted. He was not aware that he was abused. Yeah, so he's just like he's just devastated. He is heartbroken he's that his devastated. mom lied to him. Yeah, and so he goes back home. He goes to Sazi's house. He's like, "Fuck!" Like, if all this is going on, I need like my girlfriend. Yeah. So like goes over there. Sits in the living room, waits for her, um, and she shows up, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing in my house?" And then we find out she's like, Ar- "Your name's Arthur, right?" You live down the hall. You're in the wrong apartment. You're in the wrong apartment. And I'm just like, wait, why are you asking him if his name is Arthur? I thought that you were kissing him. Yeah. You were just at the hospital with him, and then it's like slowly like, oh wait, no, this was all totally made up in his head. She's like. Listen, like, my three-year-old daughter is, like, asleep. Please just, like, leave. Don't hurt us. Like, she's scared. Yeah. And then he looks at her and he raises his hand and up. he does the same. And he does the shooting motion again. And she, last time she kind of, like, smiled at him. It was cute, whatever. This time she is terrified. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, fuck. And so he just leaves. So it was all a delusion. And so, I remember being in the theater. And I, I saw this with Lane and Maria, I think. And, and Jake, maybe. Um, but I was... I called it. I was sitting next to Lane. I was like, I don't think she's real, dude. I don't think this is real at all. And she's like, you don't think so? And I was like, I'm I'm calling it right now. I bet you she is a delusion. We'll talk a little bit more about it towards like the end. But like, I also picked up on that pretty easily. I don't think it was meant to be super hidden. 
just because it is so easily picked up, like able to be picked up on. But uh-huh. so even the one person you thought he had, he didn't have. Yeah. So he like all their time is just made up in his head. Yep. Um, Next is uh, he's him back going the to the hospital. hospital, and he's talking to his mom, and she can barely talk because she she's had from a, stroke, a stroke. Yeah. She's like laying there and. She she's like, you know, I've always had this condition and she's like, You don't have a condition, you're happy. She calls him happy. That's mm-hmm. like his nickname through the whole movie. And he says, I haven't been happy one second of my entire fucking life. And he's like he stands up and he says, I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a fucking comedy. Now you used to tell me that my laugh the condition that there was something wrong with me there isn't that's the real me (laughs) I haven't been happy one minute of my entire fucking life You know what's funny? You know what really makes me laugh? I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a fucking comedy. And he takes a pillow out from under her head and he smothers her. Smothers her, yeah. And kills her. And then he just looks out the window. And this is kind of like the emergence of joker yeah like this is the final thing he well, lost like his last one more like, thing maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he lost like what was keeping him i guess tethered to yeah. just normalcy normal life totally um, like what is there there's nothing to lose not at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes he practices before the murray show yeah that's a cool scene he like puts a sheet up in his doorway outside of the um living room mm-hmm. and he plays like an old episode of the murray show and he like mimics the movements of the guy that was coming on the show that night and yeah like his hand wave to the audience it's all the same his like swagger whenever he's like sitting down yeah just like his overall demeanor um and this just like plays into earlier like where you see that he is just not he a normal person he to... has to like practice normal shit mm-hmm. that he shouldn't have to be practicing yep so he's like, he's like, hey, Murray, you want to hear a, a knock-knock joke? And he, he's like practicing a joke. And he takes his gun out and he puts it up to his head and he acts like he blows his head off. And next scene. Now he, here we go. He um, is getting ready. He's like. He's about to get ready for the Murray Franklin show and he has a knock on his door. On. He, has white, he has all of his white paint on his yeah, face. Yeah, he just has the white paint on his face. And yeah, so a knock on the door and he checks he like opens the door and it's fucking Randall. It's Randall. A piece of shit that like gave him the gun earlier but and then like kind of like threw him down, in the wall. And you see Gary is also there. So, so it's the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and um, he's like, "Hey, man, we heard about everything. Like, we're so sorry. We brought you. He, br- he brings him like a bottle of something, like wine or something. And he just. I'm, but before that, before he answers the door, he picks up uh, a pair of scissors and puts them in his pocket. Yeah. And I'm wondering, 
he probably didn't know it was going to be Randall. I think he was preparing to do that to anyone. Whoever. Yeah, whoever. If it was the up. cops, mm-hmm. then you got to die. <laughs> Pretty if much. If it was whoever is someone trying to stop him, you're going to die. But it was Randall. And so, who he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, who kind of fucked him up over earlier. Yeah, he told the cops, like, you need to, like, he's a suspect. He wanted the gun for me. So, um, they come in and they say their condolences or whatever. And Gary's like, yeah, man, I'm so sorry. And he ends up attacking Randall. Yeah. And I don't really know exactly what happens before then, but he just fucking stabs him in the neck with the fucking scissors and then stabs, stabs him in, in the, the eye. eye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And blood goes all over his white face and it's a, it looks great. It's yeah. It just like sprays everywhere. And then Gary's and like, he, holy like, fucking That's shit. not it though. He continues to like smash this guy's like yes. head onto the wall. Like. He fucking kills him. He, yeah. Randall's totally dead. <laughs> yeah. And Randall was a huge fucking guy. He was a big fat fuck. He just didn't see it coming. Yeah, he was not expecting little 90 pound. Yeah, because we didn't mention Joaquin Phoenix lost so much weight. Yeah, not not, not literally 90 pounds, but he was just like very small, framed, very skinny. thin, just like a very small guy. Bony. And they focus on that a lot. Um, yeah, it makes you very uncomfortable watching the movie. Just I like heard that Todd Phillips bones. was on the fence of making him gain weight. And he didn't know which way to go. But I think that um, Joaquin thought it would be better if he it's was more small. jarring. I guess it is though. to see. And there's also like that whole trope of like, no, I'm not even gonna go there. Never mind. What method <laughs> acting? Huh? What like method acting? No, just about how like thin is in, and no, like bigger is not. Oh, I see. What people yeah. go for, you know, yeah. like audiences aren't. Going I just don't watch. imagine a Joker to be heavy. I imagine like. The cartoon version that's very skinny Slim, and tall yeah. and slender and like, you know, like yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. But anyways, so he fucking kills. So he kills him. Randall. Um, Gary's like losing it. He's like, he's <gasps> like oh, the, what he, the Arthur fuck? has like a or um, Gary has like a British accent. Yeah, he's like, why'd you fucking do that, mate? Like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and then Arthur says something back. He's like, he's like, you can just go. No, he was like, wasn't that wild? What I did. <laughs> On the telly, he's like, no, he said, do you watch the Arthur, or do you watch the Murray Franklin show? He's like, I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be on the telly. On the telly. And he's like, okay. He's like, be sure to watch. And he's like, can I go? And he lets him go. And this, there's just like so much tension in the scene. Because he's like, all right, go. Is he going to die? So whenever he like first starts walking, he's such a a little guy. Like he like walks right by him. um, And Arthur's like, like, (laughs) he like scares him. He's like, oh. And he runs. He like runs to the door. But when he gets to the door, the door is locked. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, nobody's getting out of this apartment. Yeah. But you know what? He's like, you know what? You were nice to me. You were the only one who was nice to me. You've only been the only one that's been nice to me. He gives him a kiss on the forehead and like pushes him out of the door. He's like, bye. Oh, I loved it. So I was like, okay. I'm so happy Gary didn't die. Yeah, I was happy he didn't die either. Because I was really scared whenever I he know. ran to the door and it was locked. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. And he couldn't open it on his own. So exactly. he's like, Arthur, will you open it for me? <laughs> Ugh. So crazy. And I thought that that's kind of like, because I don't know if you remember from like the Dark Knight Rises, whenever um, the Joker's like holding the gun, he like gives him like the opportunity to like shoot himself or not shoot himself. Do you remember that? 
So it was kind of like the illusion of he had the choice of... Oh, I see. So like, that's what you thought was coming. I thought it was like him... Kind of like how they did it in that movie. Like, gave, like thought that he out. had Thought that he had like an opportunity to get out. And then whenever he actually like does it, it doesn't actually pan out. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. But I was so glad that it didn't yes. work out that way. Because Gary was sweet. Yeah, Gary. Good old Gary. But you know Gary ran to the fucking cops. Fuck yeah. So he doesn't even care. He is doing... He doesn't care. He feels like there's nothing to lose. He's like, next step, Murray Franklin. Let's go. So he, this is the next scene, which has become one of the most iconic scenes. Like the iconic Joker scene of him dancing. On the stairs. And it's like playing that like Gary Glitter song. It's like, Yeah. Such an interesting choice of song. Well, yeah, especially considering Gary Glitter is like a rapist. But anyway. Oh, I have no idea about that. But anyway, yeah, just very weird. But yeah, so he's he dancing on the stairs. Dance, you know, and I think, it. I told David, I was like, he is so fine. Stacey's like, he's so hot. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're out of your mind. <laughs> when he's in his final Joker form. Oh, my God. It just, it I'm speak so to me, attracted to him for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but anyways. But yeah, so he does this whole little <laughs> dance, song and dance spiel, and... Uh, up at the top of the stairs, like you see them during his dance, but it's two figures. Um, and after he gets down to the bottom, he like looks up and it's the fucking detectives. From and they're earlier. like, hey, Arthur, we want to talk to you. And he takes off. He goes, oh, hell no. He like <laughs> darts like, out. He starts running. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, because he knows. He's like, they know. And if they went to my house, they found a dead body. Basically, it's just a race, like them yeah. chasing after him. Like, He's got to get scene, there before. The Brooklyn, yeah. He's like, I just got to get here. I, gotta, I have a plan. Like, these two motherfuckers are not about to ruin it. Yeah, so he's running, running, running. They're chasing him through the he subway. He gets hit by a car. Oh, yeah, he gets hit by a fucking car. Uh, he gets right up, though, and he's running, and he he's goes like, through the subway, and there's on the subway, it's, like, all of these people yeah, because in, like, the earlier, Joker from what from, and, like, the radio, we'd heard that there was going to be a big protest down, like, downtown. Uh-huh. And he... So the train is full of jokers, like full of clown masks and clown Well, that's face also pain. something that we didn't talk about earlier is after the murders on the subway, the joker symbol, like the face mask, kind of becomes like... A symbol of anti-fascists, like, yeah. a symbol of anti-rich, exactly. kill the rich. Exactly, eat the rich. Uh-huh. So he's like kind of known as like a hero in the town because in the state of Gotham, as it was... The rich were the only people who, kind of how it is now, the rich are the only people that can get a fucking upper hand. And the middle class is just like, you can't even work a regular job and support yourself. Like, you have to have two, three fucking jobs. Yeah. Like, it's class warfare. It's it just, is, you know, exactly. it's putting two people against each other that, you know, when the enemy is actually this person right over here, you know? Yeah. So they're all dressed up as him. And they're all on his side. They don't know it's him, but yeah. those people are definitely not for the cops. Oh, hell no. They see so, a cop running through there like, uh-uh. They're like, fuck you. So, so he gets he runs, on the train. Yeah. Cops follow. And everyone's like, what fucking cop on here? What the fuck? And he's running and running and running. He's still someone's mask. He, he causes a fight when he yeah, takes Yeah, he causes mask. like a big fight. Well, he tries, I think, to cause the fight, yeah. to cause like a distraction to get from the cops. Um, and then one of the cops pulls his gun and is like, move out of the fucking way. We got to get this guy. Someone goes for the gun and the cop ends up shooting him and killing him. Yeah. And then the cops get thrown off the train and jumped. Yeah, by and everybody put else. Into critical on the train. condition. Exactly. 
So he gets out, and when he comes, he gets out off the plane. He looks at him, and he takes his mask off, and he dances, and then he fucking goes. Yeah, he does a little little skedaddle, say bye. He's like, I got away with it, and then he <laughs> um, goes to the Murray Franklin show. So he's getting his makeup ready. He's like freshening up his makeup, and he Murray comes in to talk to him. He's like, "What's with the makeup?" And he's like, "It's." just part of my act i know i'm not political or anything yeah he's like are you like are you doing what they're all doing downtown like are you part of that he's like no 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 he's like i'm not political i just it's part of my act it's who i am and he's like all right i like it and the guy's like no we can't put him on stage he that's gonna cause an uproar and he's like no let's go with it i like it yeah he's like no cussing no at a turn like material don't be vulgar don't be vulgar this is the family show let's do it and he's like all right let's do it and he goes on the show and he has the best entrance he like walks in and uh, kisses this like old woman like but he does like three time. spins he looks yeah. great he does a great job and he because he's been practicing for this the entire movie doesn't laugh at all no nervous laughter like he has really overcome this thing that has held him back for so long and yeah, he kisses the woman who was like the guest beforehand, and she's just like shocked. And she's like seventy five years old, and she's like kind of horny okay, afterwards. Arthur. <laughs> no, she was like kind of into it. it <laughs> no, she like. was not. But maybe I don't know. <laughs> but he sits down, and they like start to have a conversation. Um. This is a juicy of a scene. It is a, <laughs> it is a Um. Murray Franklin's like, that was quite an entrance. He's not saying anything. Um, he's like, this is exactly how I imagined it. And he's like, that makes one of us. And everyone's like, ah. Makes everybody <laughs> laugh, yeah. And he's like, so what are you doing down here? Like, what, what's with the makeup? And he's like, I'm not political. I'm just trying to make people laugh. And he's like, My all mom right, told so me I was put on this us- earth to make people laugh. Yeah, and he's like, so all right, do you want to tell us a joke? And he's like, Knock knock. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you had, and he takes out his book and he's like, you had to look in your book for that. For a knock knock joke. And he's like, it's the police. It's the police, mom. Your son's been hit by a, a drunk driver and he's dead. And no, <laughs> no one laughs. And then Doctor Sally, the woman beside, like, that's not funny. You that's can't funny. joke about that. And he's like, yeah, that's that's not good material. That's a bad thing to joke about. And he's like, sorry, it's been a tough few weeks. <laughs> um, ever since I killed those three Wall Street guys in the subway. And so he just like blurs it out, lays he it out. He just says it. Okay. Um, I got nothing left to lose. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're saying that was you? And he's like, yeah, it was me. And he's like, why? Why did you do that? And um, he's like, my life is nothing but a comedy. And he's like, so you did this to start a movement he's like, no, I didn't do this to start a movement. I did it because those guys were fucking awful. Yeah. And, um... Pieces of shit. He's like, that's why you killed them? He's like, no, I killed them because they couldn't carry a tune to save their, <laughs> to save their life. And they're just like... That was funny, it's too. It's interesting that Murray is, like, going along with it. I think that he knows how big this could be if like the man who committed these crimes comes on my show and I talk to him and like this could be huge for my career but I think he lets it go too far and he like causes pretty much everything that happens I mean I'm not gonna say he causes it but like (laughs) 
he definitely lends to it that he doesn't get him off the show sooner. Eventually, though, he's like, "I want to, I want to, I want to say one more joke," and they're like, "Call the police, get him out of here." And he's like, "What do you do? What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society who doesn't give a fuck?" He's like, "I'll tell you what you get. You get what you fucking deserve." <laughs> and fucking shoots Murray Franklin in the head. Dead ass in Everyone's the like <laughs> right between the eyes. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we won't werewolf and go wild. You finished? I mean, there's so much self-pity, Arthur. You sound like you're making excuses for killing those young men. Not everybody, and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. You're awful, Murray. Me? I'm awful? Oh, yeah? How am I awful? Playing my video. Inviting me on the show. You just wanted to make fun of me. You're just like the rest of them. You don't know the first thing about me, pal. Look what happened because of what you did, what it led to. There were riots out there. Two policemen are in critical condition. You're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. How about another joke, Murray? No, I think we've had enough of your jokes. What do you get? I don't think so. When you cross I think a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash. Call the police, I'll man. tell you what you get. Call the police. You get what you fucking deserve. And everyone freaks out and he gets up. And this part right here, whenever he stands up with the gun in his hand and he he like kind of shakes his hand and he kind of like shoots him one more time in the chest and then he drops his gun kind of called back to Heath Ledger's Joker for me I, I saw him in there like you know like the movements mm -hmm. you know I could picture Heath Ledger coming out of like the hospital and he does his walk and then he like clicks the button and then he looks back you know his like frantic like weird yeah. twitchiness I kind of saw that in him okay. and I love that okay <laughs> <laughs> but anyways Murray Franklin's dead he starts a fucking like riot ensues goes up to the camera and he's like well that's he's like and remember everyone that's life and because that was like his little that's more that's motto, murray whatever. franklin's motto tagline yeah yeah and that's a song that's played throughout the whole movie um so, so yeah. after this the town just fucking explodes into madness <laughs> it's madness it's madness <laughs> Yeah. Jokers are just fucking up the entire town, a, throwing trash cans, breaking into cars, causing fires. It's fucking riots in the streets of Gotham. Um, they have Joker. He's in the back of a police car. And the guy's like, he's laughing. And the cop's like, why are you laughing? You think this is funny? You think this is funny? The whole city's on fire because of you. And he's like, I know. <laughs> and uh, he's very happy about that. And then out of nowhere, an ambulance runs into them, causes a car accident. And cop, we assume, is dead. Yeah, both the cops were like knocked out in the front seat, like blood all over their faces. And these two clowns get out and they see Arthur in the back seat and they're like, Our king. Our king. <laughs> Our king. And so they like they pull him out together, put him on top of a car, and everybody just is like bowing down to this guy who and he, Yeah, he like takes um, 
He's already bleeding, like, yeah. from, like, the accident and stuff. And so he takes, like, the blood that he's got, like, going on in his mouth. And he, like, smears it up into, like, his Joker smile. Yeah. And, you know, I read part of, um, you know, like, those script-to-screen things that you'll see on Instagram. The original script had him picking up a shard of glass and cutting his face. So oh, I, I would have liked that. I'm so happy they didn't do that. Well, I mean... I don't see him doing that. I can uh, see, it's just, It like, would be like a callback to the previous film, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like it's not Arthur. Yeah. I like the blood. It was... Yeah, and it called back to, I guess, the beginning whenever he was kind of just like Pulling pushing his it around. Pulling yeah. yeah. Um, so but, yeah, that is... Well, that's not a... That's not yeah, a, there's yeah, like there's one more little like part. Another big scene. Um, so all of this craziness is going on in the town. Like, the... The Jokers are taking their revenge out on the rich. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, we see Thomas Wayne and Martha and Bruce, and they're, like, trying to run down the alley to get away from all of this. And we see a Joker, and he sees them and goes out after them. Follows them. Follows them out there. And, and so this iconic thing that's happened in, like, all of the Batman series. Which has, like, been the, the catalyst for Batman becoming Batman. Yeah, his, his parents are killed. His parents being shot and killed in front of him. Of him. Um, so this is how it happens so this in this is how it world. Happens. Yeah, I think that's interesting. But I know you got something to say about it. I had a lot. <laughs> but you're a big, you're super. David's super into comic books. Though, yeah, so I mean, he, don't get me wrong. I love all comic books. I've never been like the biggest DC guy, but I do know like enough about it. Mm-hmm. Enough to know that like Joker wasn't Thomas Wayne's son. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just I feel like it kind of like. It kind of cheapens his story a little bit just by having his dad be this Thomas Wayne. You think so? From what we knew from... He's, like, avenging his parents, like, death and stuff. And we're, spo- we're to believe that his parents were, like, upstanding citizens. But from what oh, this film I portrays... His is that his dad was sucked. a piece of shit. His mom didn't have anything to say. So it's like, why do we feel so bad for these people? Yeah, well, this is definitely a made-for-villain type of fucking movie, though. Like... Bruce what, turned out to be a very good person, and he used the the uh, business for good. But I mean, that's not that's not to say his dad wasn't an asshole. A lot of men back then were fucking dicks, especially rich men. Well, that is true, but I just I don't know. I, like I said, I just feel like it cheapens Batman's story a little yeah. bit just because of the fact that like you know he's went his whole life like trying to avenge the death of his parents when really like his dad like just from this movie universe yeah. his dad is the reason why all of this madness like he played a big part in it yeah um so yeah that just kind of like made me feel Very like good a little point. awkward so i was like whatever i'm wondering where like because apparently joker 2 is going to hit theaters at some point really i hadn't heard that i believe there's going to be a sequel Maybe I'm wrong, but I believe I there's going to be a sequel. I heard that there was going to be... There's the next Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Do you think that... Um, Joaquin Phoenix will... Well, no, he's not casted in it. I don't know who they're using. I don't know what I think it would be interesting with. if they put the that. two together. Because I think that Rob Pattinson is going to be a really good Batman. Me too. I'm really excited about that. I didn't... I never cared for Bat- Ben Affleck as Batman. No. He was just like not it, but like there's something about Robert Pattinson. I'm like, hey, could I actually He's going to do a good job, yeah. I think. I think it's going to be. Robert Pattinson's one of those people that started like Harry Potter, Twilight, all that shit, and has really like broken off from that. Kind of the same with Daniel Radcliffe. They've both kind of broken off and go- gone into like these obscure, yeah. like weird, like franchises which i really appreciate and robert pattinson's really made himself shia labeouf as well who's excellent 
Um, he's really made a name for himself as a really great actor. So I think that he is going to fucking kill it. I'm excited. Yeah, and I like too. that he's like kind of younger. Because I know Christian Bale wasn't old, but he wasn't yeah. as young as Robert Pattinson. So I like that. I wonder if he's going to get jacked. I wonder if they're going to make it like a shared universe like they are with the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe. Or if it's just going to be like kind of like one-offs here and there. Because we have Birds of Prey coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, which me and Stacey will be... Covering. Covering. Um, <laughs> and I'm curious if Joker plays into any of that movie. Because, I mean, Joker's such a big inspiration for Harley Quinn. Okay, so, like... bef- so let's talk about the very end of the movie. Okay. Because I could see the very end of this movie... Leading, leading into, into Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey. Or even just like a relationship with Harley Quinn at least. Uh-huh. Which, will that be played by Margot Robbie? Who fucking knows? I don't know how they're going to like intertwine these yeah. different tales, you know? I don't know. I just, I could never, I couldn't see Margot, Robbie Margot Robbie's and... Harley Quinn with well, we already Joaquin had, Phoenix's. Well, we already had Margot Robbie and fucking Jared Leto. So I guess we couldn't have Margot Robbie and Arthur Fleck. Mm-hmm. I don't want that though. I would like it to be a totally new thing. But okay, so the very end of the movie, (laughs) he's in the he's in Arkham Asylum again, and he is talking to another therapist, and he's laughing, and she's like, "What are you laughing about?" And he's like, "I'm just thinking of a joke." And she's like, "Do you want to tell it to me?" He's like, "You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't understand." And then he. Sings a little bit of that's life, blah 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 blah, and then uh, walks out of the room, and the footprints he's leaving and you behind see he's leaving are bloody footprints. red. Like, what? Who? Why did he kill that woman? So How did he kill that woman? Her. I'm guessing just beat the shit out of her. Well, then the movie. Well, he didn't have blood on him. On him though. That's why I was just like, yeah, why he is must it? maybe beat her with her his feet. Ugh. He walks that's even out. Worse to think about. And then he's being chased around the asylum by the different nurses. I love that ending. And that was it. That's Joker, twenty nineteen. <laughs> so since he is in the hospital, maybe that can lead to like, I'm Harley Quinn. I'm your therapist. Let's talk. Maybe, but I just I know that this Harley Quinn is gonna be like her breaking up with the Joker. Like Joker breaks up with her, and that's why she goes off onto this adventure. The Birds of Prey. Yeah. See, I don't see it being Margot Robbie. See, I wish it would be. I wish that they had some I'm type of consistency. I'm excited for it to be a different. I want her to look super normal, because I mean, Margot Robbie's gorgeous, and she was gorgeous when she was a therapist, and then she was gorgeous as Harley Quinn. I want her to look like a super normal, like brown hair. I'm just a doctor. I'm not like a hot girl that's like gonna help Doctor Harley Quinzel. You know what I mean, <laughs> and see that transformation kind of like Arthur transforms and maybe it's not as pretty because it's not because it's like a gritty Joker world you know Mm -hmm. I'm interested in that but I'm also okay if they don't make any fucking sequels (laughs) because I thought it was good stands well enough on its own yeah that was it I thought this (laughs) was gonna be much longer but hour 30 talking about that's not bad that's not bad at all all right, so we should go over some trivia. Definitely. There's a fucking shit ton. Wait, before we do that, though, like, so you love the movie? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take back my, like, absolute adornment that I had from the first time watching it, because I did. I walked away, like, I've never seen anything better about this movie. I'm not going to say it's perfect, and I'm not going to claim, I'm not going to claim to know a lot about the world of... DC comic book characters to even like have enough to say you know what I mean like I don't feel like I have the right to say anything (laughs) because I don't know a lot about it so 
as a person watching a movie, I thought it was really good. It was good. And I thought the performances were really good. I thought Joaquin Phoenix killed it. Yeah. That, like, if anything can save the movie, <coughs> his performance knocked it out of the fucking park. I was going to say, I, I might not have cared for the movie, but I thought that he did a pretty good job with all of his material. Yeah. You know, there were scenes where I felt bad for him. But also, I couldn't feel that bad for him just because... He's a bad person. Yeah. It's hard. And a lot of people gave it shit for that reason. Like, we are glorifying violence. Mm -hmm. We're making... But, I mean, how many movies have you seen where violence is fucking glorified? Like, you're acting like this is the first one to ever pop up. Are you talking about... Are you saying that we don't play Call of Duty in our homes every goddamn day? Like, shut up. I feel like people will grab onto anything like that and fucking, like run but that's bullshit like that shouldn't be what is honed in on that's not the point like yeah it sucks that he's violent but but you see worse than that on the six o'clock news yeah exactly it's not the worst thing that has been done in film and i don't know i think that's a little annoying but what do you think (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i kind of like went away with it kind of feeling the same way that I did going into it yeah. which is like it was okay but it wasn't like everything to me there were a couple scenes that you know I felt were good um, or that made me laugh but like overall it just wasn't like my gig I'll say that yeah I felt like it was a lot of like we're supposed to be feeling bad for this person rather than like actually like feeling bad for that person do you get that yeah I do like the beginning with him being like chased after or it does running start after them. immediately yeah so it's just like this guy just can't catch a break. This poor guy. Like, if only these little children wouldn't have messed with him here. If only this woman on the bus wouldn't have, like, bothered him here. If only, you know, that pretty girl down down the, down the fucking hallway from him had been nice to him. Like, that's just what it just seems like. If, if this person had done this for him, if this person had done this for him, like... But everybody... You can't cater to everybody, and that isn't, like, a real life to where, like... Yeah everybody's going to cater to everything like about you. Yeah. It's just showing a breaking point though. I guess, but I just, this is my honest yeah. reaction right here, but I feel like a lot of the people who like felt bad watching this movie or like took something from it like that. Are a lot of like conservatives who like, it's like, okay, you can watch this movie and feel bad for this person, but you can't actually feel this way like in real life about this person, you know? But you'll vote for Trump. Yeah, and that's what that's take, how I felt. They'll let the millionaires take more of the money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I was just like, uh, I mean, I get like what it's trying to say, but at the same time, like... Yeah. It's just off. Well, it's on the fast track of getting the Oscar. I think Joaquin will get the Oscar. Uh, he already got the Golden Globe. He's beating everybody out. And yeah. I feel like it'll probably get like some type of best picture. I could fucking see it. Yeah, I could see it too. But I just, I don't know. It just wasn't like my gig. And then, uh, like, we talked about this a little bit earlier, the whole method acting thing. Yeah. What? Why? No. Like, I heard like all types of stories about how awful and rude he was to people. And it's like, he's getting into character as his character. What about all the other millions of other people who play who are characters or actors that do not have to? But a lot of people who are method actors. But that's what I'm saying. I think that method actor. I think that method acting is bullshit. I think that that is just them 
ha- like using a term to talk about the rudeness, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think that he's actually like a method actor. I think that he's just an asshole who... <laughs> Does that make sense, though? I mean, yeah, I can... Especially Joaquin, the stuff that we've heard about him, like, over the years. Yeah, and he... That, that's very interesting because he did get up on stage at the Golden Globes and he's like, I know that I have not been appreciative of this in the past, and I know that I've been an asshole. He, like, apologizes, essentially, but he says, like, I am very grateful for this moment and I'm grateful for you putting up with me. So he does... He's aware that he has been, like, a little bitch at some points. But you're. But you also have to know that people, actors, are humans, and they should be allowed to not want what comes along with being famous, like all the time. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's a job, just like I have a job, you know. I know, and I feel that way sometimes too. But I also try to see it from their point of view, and like. It's a big bullshit type of franchise, and there's a lot of badness behind it. And I feel like Joaquin Phoenix is not this typical person to deal with it, so he kind of like spoke his mind for a little while. I mean, he's like lived the Hollywood life for a while. I mean, everything that happened his since brother, he was a kid, yeah, yeah, his brother like overdosing outside the Viper Room. Like he, you know, he doesn't have a very favorable, you know, outlook on Hollywood and that whole world, but. Like, there's just something about, to me, method acting just seems so fake. Yeah, but then you have your Daniel Day-Lewis's, though, that... I mean, how many Oscars has Daniel Day-Lewis had? And he is solely a method actor. I guess. And he stays out of the spotlight unless he is making a film. I don't know. Maybe it works for some people, and maybe for some others, they're using it as a crutch. Maybe so, but I just... Overall, I just feel like it's just like a ruse. Like they're like it's just like a word to put on top of something, when it, which when it's not actually there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we have some trivia. Yeah, I guess so. Let's talk about the trivia. Um, there's a fucking ton, so I'm just gonna like pop out some highlights. Pop out some highlights in my hair. I'm gonna get some highlights this week. Yeah, blonde. Like, like some blonde, maybe some pink streaks. Perp. <laughs> Perp. Green. Green. Uh, The Joker. Yeah, we like made a joke while we were watching the movie. Like he dyes his hair green at the end, and I'm like, uh, he didn't bleach at first. (laughs) I know. I'm like, uh, that's some good ass dye. It's like I think that is what he was going for. Is like the grungy, gross look. Yeah, I was like, I know, I was like, with a hue of green. I think it was just like a hue of green. Yeah. (laughs) So no tint. Um. Okay. So. Joaquin Phoenix called. What? Huh. Joaquin Phoenix said perfecting the Joker's laugh was the toughest part of playing the character. I could see that. He laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where the... I'm like doing the Fran Drescher. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is very interesting. Joaquin Phoenix based his laugh on videos of people suffering from pathological laughter. So he also sought to portray a character with which like audiences thing? could not def- identify. Yeah. Okay. So the condition, I believe, is real. Okay. And, yeah. I, I, that's why I love that idea so much. For him not just to be this diabolical man who's like, ah, I'm the Joker. But it, for him to, like, the laugh is something that he can't control, but then he turns it and uses it. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Uh, okay. Joaquin Phoenix said about the 52, pa- the 52 pound weight loss. Oh my God, he lost 52 pounds. It's a lie, yeah. Once you reach the target weight, everything changes. Like so much of what's difficult is waking up every day and being obsessed over like 0.3 pounds, right? And you really develop like a disorder. I mean, it's wild. But I think the interesting thing for me is what I had expected and anticipated with the weight loss was these feelings of dissatisfaction, hunger, a certain kind of vulnerability and weakness. But what I didn't anticipate was this feeling of kind of fluidity that I felt physically. I felt like I could move my body in ways that I hadn't been able to before. And I think that really lent itself to some of the physical movement that started to emerge as an important part of the character. Mm -hmm. Because the dancing is very, like, interesting. He's not like, doob-dap-doob-doo-doo. It's definitely a choice. Yeah, it's very strange. And I like that. I like that he took that and used it. Like a method actor. Yeah, oh, God. Um, oh, interesting. Arthur fires the gun and writes left-handed, but Joaquin Phoenix is right-handed. Actually, Arthur Fleck writes right-handed for his general journal entries, but his mental breaks switch him to writing left-handed temporarily. Okay, I didn't notice it, but... There are small things that I'm sure you just can't yeah. fucking notice. Yeah. The movie is meant to start a new company that will produce standalone DC movies. So this is saying standalone. So will there not be a sequel? I guess not. I don't fucking know, man. Um, the first R-rated movie in history to make $1 billion. Okay. What? I mean, it hasn't made as much as like Avengers or like Avatar, but it's up there. Oh, snap. Originally, Warner Brothers wanted Martin Scorsese to make this film with Leonardo DiCaprio as Arthur. No, really? And Robert De Niro to play Murray Franklin. Um, However... Martin Scorsese is not about that life. (laughs) I know, right? Uh He hates, like, superhero movies. Yeah. However, in the end, this proved to be logistically impossible, as DiCaprio had already signed on to do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Quentin Tarantino, which was due to start filming at the same time. Scorsese has also committed himself to another project, The Irishman, which also starred De Niro. However, De Niro himself had just finished filming his scenes for that film by the time Joker went into production, so he was able to commit himself to doing it. And there's also a lot of um, callbacks to... um, What is that movie that De Niro is in that he plays the comedian? In the Fockers? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um... Fuck, what's it called? Taxi driver? No. Casino? No. Heat? No. Mean Streets? King of Comedy? King of Comedy, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of callbacks to the King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. And Todd Phillips has said, I've used a lot from those movies to like kind of influence this movie. So I think that's another reason that Robert... And they didn't deny it at all. They, like, completely embraced it. And I think that's another reason why Robert De Niro probably was excited to, like, join. Because. Are we going to talk about um, Todd Phillips and his uh, commentary? Go for it. (laughs) Do you want to or do you want to hear you do your search? No, I mean, there's so much that we can definitely just call it and you can go for it. Because there's so much that I don't even know what to choose. What's the commentary? What's the tea? Okay. 
So we know Todd Phillips. We know that he did like The Hangover. He did old school, all of that business. Do you want to know why he said that he created the Joker? Like why he like worked on this movie? Why? He said that he left like the comedy world because uh, woke because woke culture has ruined the genre. Really? Yeah, because he's made stupid like frat boy movies like all of his life. Now you can't get away with making like gay jokes or like tranny jokes like. And so he's upset about it now. So he wanted to make a real movie like The Joker. That's kind of fucked. He's a loser, dude. That's all I like think about that guy. Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, he... Um, I mean, you can obviously make a good comedy film without having to worry about woke culture. Well, that's the problem, though, is that, like... And that's why I also, like, felt that way that I did about the film, like, about, like, the woman on the bus and then, like, the kids in the beginning. Because I'm like, oh, so this is what his opinion of, like, this world is like. So he's going to be putting it in here. He's going to be putting it in here. He's going to be putting it mm. in here. It's coded. I can see, like, straight through it. Yeah. And so that's why I just... One of the reasons why I just have never been able to get behind this movie. Um, but yeah, he like made, he went on, he did an interview with Vanity Fair. Um, he goes, go try and be funny nowadays with this woke culture. Uh, there were these articles that were written about why comedies work and why they don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the fucking funny guys are like, fuck this shit. I don't want to offend you. Well, you should not want to offend people. I mean, there's a way to do comedy where you can offend people, that it's not going to fucking cause an uproar. Just learn how to be funny in a different fucking way. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, he wasn't funny then because he can only do one type of thing. He can do thing. gay jokes. He and can do black it. jokes. He can do like... Congratulations, you did the hangover. Like Where they literally say the F word like how many fucking yeah, times? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is depressing. I didn't know that. Yeah, not a big fan of that guy. Um, so hopefully he goes back to doing fucking, you know, Starsky and Hutch remakes. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably won't because this movie like did amazing. I know. He'll probably be like the new up and coming like drama. He'll be like. I don't know if it, if up and coming is correct because he's about I mean, I know 50 he's been something. Doing whatever, yeah. <laughs> His old ass. He'll probably definitely lead into this genre more, though, since this has been such a success. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> but anyway, so that was a good little talk. I feel like showing, like, two opposite sides of the spectrum. Is yeah, because nice. we haven't really done we it before. All of the movies yeah. that we've done, we're like, I love this movie. It's so good. It was, yeah. What'd you think? This week, I was like, eh, and you're like, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I'm looking at it just as a movie, I do enjoy it. But yeah, you dig a little deeper, and that shit does suck a little bit. That's anything, though, right? As anything in the whole world. But that's not an excuse. Anyways, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this mother up? Uh, no. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, this is your last chance. No. It's been real, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, Do you yeah. want to plug all of our social media? Let's plug our again? shit. All right, so we have got our Instagram, which is at Movie Day Podcast. Yeah. We have got our Inst- uh, I said Instagram again. <laughs> We've got our Twitter, which is at, at the Movie Date Pod. Yeah. We have got our. Facebook. Facebook, which is you can search Movie Date Podcast or you can just put in at the Movie Date Pod. Um, and we've got our email address Movie Date Pod at yahoo.com or Movie Date Podcast at yahoo.com. Yahoo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. We we've got one more social media, don't we? So we said Instagram, Twitter. Be sure to like us. 
on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get better one day, I we'll promise. We'll get better. Um, but but yeah. yeah, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Listen, like, subscribe, share. Please share. Please leave, share. leave a review if you can. That'll help us a lot. A five-star review, leave not just any review. review. <laughs> maybe even write something. That'd be so nice of you, and we'd love you forever. But uh, until next time, I'm Stacy. And I'm David. And this has been Movie Date Podcast. Mwah. Mwah. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. next week on movie date it's not easy being the most popular and glamorous girl at beverly hills high especially when you're the envy of scheming bettys persistent barneys loser lodies and teachers who go postal when you turn your homework in late yet somehow 15 year old Cher keeps it all together join us next week tuesday the 11th as we cover 1995's clueless